Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. You want to know something, a secret? This is North America's only show dedicated to equipment used to feed, clothe, and fuel the world. I am Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in Hackettstown, New Jersey. And we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with a re-air. That means a replay of the same episode Sunday at 6 p.m. And this guy is heard exclusively on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. And if you miss an episode, you could go listen to it as a podcast on my website, farmmachinerydigest.com or any major podcast hosting site. So just go over there and check it out. And while you're there, check out rest the rest of the content, the technical articles, the podcast, everything, the toolbox test. Hey, you know, you're a hot shot you're a hot shot mechanic, right? Why don't you take some of those toolbox tests? And then you will see, and uh, I don't want to say you'll see what you know, because that's not really what it's about. It's an education, right? Because a test, you know, people get the wrong idea about a test. A test is to prove to you what you know or don't know. It's not to anything else, right? So take some of those toolbox tests, and, and they get automatically sent in. I don't know where they come from. I don't know. You get the right answers. I don't know who you are who's taking it. So don't worry about it, as we say in New Jersey. And God willing, everything is going well for you in your farm operation. And uh, the crops are growing here. We've gotten uh, gotten some nice rains the past couple of months, and we've been blessed with that. And everything is growing, and as I always say, and also the weeds are growing too, but let's not go there, right? We won't talk about the weeds, and we'll just talk about the crops. And then, hey, you could say that's cover crop, right? That's cover crop growing between between my rows of corn. So, hey, what are you going to do? That is what happens on the farm here. But, you know, I want to ask you something. If you were to invest, if you were planning on investing in some ground to, to extend your farm or start another farm, would, wouldn't you go there and check out, walk the property, walk the ground, even if you know it, even if it's your neighbors? You know, when you look at something to buy it, you look at it through completely different eyes than you just riding by and look at it. So, hey, if I want to sell you my car or my tractor, so I know that guy, I know that, I know that car, I remember when he got it. But if I'm going to take your money, you want to come look at it through different eyes. Oh, there's a dent here, there's a scratch here, whatever, right? So you would walk a farm, you would look at a piece of ground, you'd look at a, at a property, and then what would you do? All right, you would have to do. You'd have to perform your due diligence, and you would pull some soil tests on it. Right, you'd want to take some soil profiles. You want to see what this ground is all about, because hey, it sometimes looks deceiving. Sometimes it looks real good, and it's not real good. Or maybe it's really good ground, but it need you know it needs to be built up right and uh, maybe the last guy who farmed it was in the, in the mining business right he was mining all the nutrients out of it not putting anything back and not and not trying to build the soil profile but just mining out what's there so you want to do that and then you decide hey this is what i have to if if i buy this land if i like it and i can put it into production this is what i need to do so that's only smart right that is smart business just like road testing a car or a truck before you buy it. You're not going to invest in a farm. But let me ask you something. If you would check the ground before you bought a piece of land, right, then what you need to also do is become familiar with all the ground circuits on your equipment. And that is what the topic of today's show is going to be. We're going to be talking about 
what can go wrong with a ground circuit, right? I mean, people look at that, it's just a ground, it's going right to ground, a piece of wire with, a, with, a, with an eyelid on it going to the frame. Well, just like there's a lot of things that could go wrong in soil, there's a lot of things that could go wrong on in a ground circuit or part of a ground circuit. And then that affects everything. Just like if your soil, it doesn't have the proper nutrients or the base saturation is off, right? And it's out of, it's out of balance there, then you're going to have a problem growing a crop. Well, the same thing is going to happen with your equipment. So I'm going to ask you to sit pat, right? That means sit right here during the commercial break and never forget that agriculture runs on machinery but what come on every week profits on reliability comedy central radio brings you the biggest names in comedy all day long you'll hear the best stand-up comedy from comedy central's massive library if you ever ask an adult what they did over the weekend and they say they didn't do anything their faces light up every weeknight you'll hear two half hours of comedy for your drive home the other day i got jealous of a dog's thigh gap i'm not proud of that we've got holiday specials and guest comedian takeovers i've got something to say comedy central radio sirius xm 95 or anytime on the sxm app American farmers and ranchers know that weather can have a big influence on the markets. That's why our weather team at RFD-TV is committed to bringing you accurate agricultural-based forecasts that affects our lands and livestock from coast to coast. You named RFD-TV the most accurate and trusted source for commodities information as it happens, and we can help you prepare ahead for major storms and weather-related events. Join us every morning on the Market Day Report, weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on RFD-TV. The Cowboy Channel's flagship news show is on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM, where we keep you up to date in the world of pro rodeo and western sports results, PRCA World Standing Shuffles, the latest in equine industry events, and more, all in one program. Western Sports Roundup is your hub for western sports. Tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on the Cowboy Channel and on Rural Radio Channel 147. Justin Mills here, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the beef industry. Plus, we'll hear from meteorologist Don Day on the long-term weather outlook and the Captain Tim O'Byrne with Working Ranch Magazine will stop in for Tim's Two Cents. So join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147 Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. As I said in the opening segment, we're going to be discussing ground circuits. And the ground circuit is so neglected on every... You know, I could be the best mechanic in the world. He could be the best the best farmer. And uh, and they, they neglect the ground circuits because people are used to checking voltage supply. But they're not used to checking ground. So that would be like checking one nutrient on a soil test. And I, hey, the heck with it. I'm just going to look at nitrogen. I'm not looking at anything else, right? So it's very, very important. But as I said before, a few minutes ago in that first segment is that what can go wrong with the ground? Well, historically, only a few things could go wrong with a ground circuit. And it could be either dirty slash corroded or it's loose but there is a third element that i want to add to that is that let me let's make a simple analogy let's say that you have a a tractor that has a certain hydraulic flow rate to it 
and you want to add a planter, right? That uh, and the planter is going to run an, is going to run an alternator off the hydraulic flow. All right, and now you do not have, and I'm not even going to assign numbers to it because I don't want you to get you know fall into that trap. And you do not have enough hydraulic flow to run that alternator fast enough or run some other implement. Let's say you got a hay bind or something, whatever it may be, right? The fact of the matter is, is that people are very cognizant in agriculture. Oh, it's high flow hydraulics. And you look at the brochure, there's so many gallons per minute and it required so many gallons per minute. Okay, fine. Now, there are a lot of people that are retrofitting equipment and it may be older equipment, it may be not so old equipment, and putting advanced electronics on for their planters, putting advanced electronics on if they have a sprayer that they pull behind, what have you. All of this advanced electronics. And the thing is that you have to think of the ground circuit, just like hydraulic flow. Just like you, if you only have 100 gallons, let's say you have 100 gallons per minute hydraulic flow, and and you... Um, and you have uh, something that needs 120, well, it's not working, right? It's going to work. It's going to work slowly. It's not going to work efficiently, like running your PTO. If you have a PTO piece of equipment, it's supposed to run at 540 RPM under PTO, and you only have enough oats in that tractor engine to run this thing at 450 RPM, PTO RPM, well, yeah, is it going to spin? Is it going to turn? It's going to, but it's not going to work efficiently. And people don't recognize that that you have the ability to overload a ground circuit. And the ground circuit has, just like a hydraulic system uh, or a PTO speed, has to be able to take the load that you're putting on it because a piece of farm equipment or a truck or a car, it makes no difference. They all work on DC, which is direct current, all right? And it has voltage and it has a ground. So it has to have this loop this 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 electrical loop and it has to go back to ground so the thing basically is is that so there are three things i'll repeat that what could happen a ground could get dirty slash corroded it could become loose or it could become overloaded now the fact of the matter is is that if this is a, a standard piece of equipment i'm using that term and whatever tractor combine what have you is that when they built that machine they went and they did all of the, the mathematics that are involved with it, and it came from the factory with the properly sized ground, just like they, they came from the factory with a properly sized wire that's feeding the headlights or feeding a blower or something, right? They didn't go, they did, they say, okay, we need a 10-gauge wire for this 12-gauge wire, what have you, right? Well, the same thing happens on the ground circuit. So on a new piece of equipment, they will have the ground circuit sized properly, but that does not mean that corrosion can get into it and... Uh, or it cannot come loose uh, but that also does not mean that if you are adding something else to this piece of machinery whatever it may be that requires an efficient ground so now you're just piling it on the same ground you're piling it on the ground all right and now that ground is overloaded and it cannot just like a hydraulic system it cannot does it operate yeah it's operating a little but then that's what becomes what is called a high impedance ground and a high impedance ground is like having a PTO that's also spin at 540 RPM. 
spinning at 400 rpm and you're wondering why that implement that tool that mower that that whatever it may be is not working efficiently because you're not spinning it fast enough now another thing comes into play in the specific and it, this is with combines with with road vehicles with, with anything but specifically something like a combine or a disc binder that's going to have that's going to create a lot of static electricity or a semi going down the road or a car or truck going down the road is that you that so you're going let's say let's take a combine for example right we're not in harvest yet the guys are in harvest wheat harvest right and the thing is that so you, you have that real spinning and you're going through the wheat oh beautiful you got good you got great yield and everything well that spinning of the of the reel on the combine header or that that semi going down the road right and those tires against the road the pavement and the wind resistance across it is all creating static electricity and that static electricity has to be dissipated through a ground circuit. If it's not dissipated through a proper ground circuit, you know what it's going to do? Just like a leak, just like water, right? You have a hole, in, you have a uh, you have a heavy rain. It's going to if you have a, a, a leak in your roof, it's the water is going to find it, right? <clears throat> so that electricity will find some place to go through ground. So we have two different things here that we're discussing. We have gra- we have a ground circuit to operate the machinery, and that could be a ground circuit for your combine monitor, for your controller, for your auto steer, for your for your uh, ECU that controls you in anything, right? Or just a total ground circuit for that whole piece of equipment for the starter for the engine. Right? And then we're going to have a ground circuit that is required to dissipate static electricity. Now, let's talk about the static electricity one quickly first. The thing is that there's on on pieces specifically diesel pieces of equipment there is more engines ruined from from electrolysis of having a a weak ground or i'm going to say a a bad ground slash weak ground all right because that static so you have this semi and you're going down the road right and the the tires 18 wheels right 18 wheels rolling like the song says i think that was kathleen mateo wrote saying that song right 18 wheels or something like that but anyway and uh so there's 18 wheels are rolling you're going down the road right you're singing in there beautiful you got a bumper crop prices are good you're bringing it whatever you're going and the things that or your wife is driving her car down the road or what have you the i the dynamics of those tires rolling across the pavement and the semi 18 tires right across the pavement and also the resistance the wind resistance going across the several semi is not aerodynamic going across the the the, the tractor the semi itself and the trailer or what have you all create static electricity and then throughout that vehicle there are grounds that go from the body to the frame and remember years ago we used to run ground straps and they used to they they look like rubber people say, how is rubber touching the ground and well it, it looked it was made of rubber but it had metal impregnated it and it would ride under ride touch the road and it would dissipate the static electricity well if you do not have a proper ground on a semi or on a combine there is it is a very good possibility that it is going to find the ground path through the engine coolant the engine coolant is very conductive 
and it's going to go through the engine cool and find the ground pad and what that will end up resulting in is actually specifically at a diesel engine eating away the cylinder liner so it's cool and it is from electrolysis and it's going to make little pinholes random pinholes or eating away anything in its aluminum it may eat away the radiator first it may eat away the if it's a uh, a liquid cooled turbocharger it may eat away there the heater core what have you intake manifold so if you so if you have a poor ground circuit a weak ground circuit and it cannot handle that static electricity then you are going to end up ruining most likely that engine or some subcomponent of that engine over time same thing like i said in the combine combine is famous for that because all of the static electricity that's generated by when you're when you're harvesting a crop so it is very important now if you're buying a used combine i mean used combine you're buying a used semi what have you if it's not used you need to be able to identify where those grounds are and you need to inspect those grounds all right so now we're going to talk about the inspection and inspection does not mean looking at them so if you look at them and they look bad well that's like looking at a crop that's turning yellow you don't need to do a tissue analysis to find out that crop is not healthy but let's go back to the to the other grounds the grounds that run the engine the grounds that we're not talking about about static electricity we're talking about the dc circuit ground path now historically what will happen is that ground will get corroded because the machine is outside, the vehicle is outside, the right, it will get corroded. Now, keep in mind that a that in almost every instance, there the wires that are used are not solid; that they're stranded wires. So, if it's if it's an e- wire going to your monitor on your on your in, on your combine or on your tractor, if it's a wire going going from the to the starter, if it's a wire going from the negative terminal to the of the battery to the to the frame, they're usually today stranded wires. They're not solid core wires. And what has what is very very common to happen over time, all right, specifically with farm equipment is that those the corrosion will either get under the connection to ground all right so if you have an eyelet and it's going to a stud and that stud has a nut on it and a washer and it's going to go to ground so you get corrosion on that eyelet or that connection but also and that you say oh i could see that hot rod right well also what happens is that over time that even though it's shrink wrapped and 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 and, uh and sealed up is that the corrosion will actually work its way back into the wire and new holland had a problem with what case ih had a problem with this a few years back with their negative cable ground cable on the battery is that it looked fine but the corrosion worked itself back through the through the um connection of the uh of the terminal and worked back into the wire so now you had this ground circuit that was corrupted and what would happen so when the corrosion gets in there so this is a stranded wire so let's say that we have a hundred strands i don't know how many are in there a hundred strands and it needs all of those hundred strands to be able to have an efficient ground path all right now we get corrosion in there and that corrosion because when you have a when you have a, a stranded wire it's like a a, a 
spaghetti on the plate. They all touch one another, right? They're all touching. So now if you have corrosion on there, then what it's doing, it's insulating between the strands. So now instead of having, let's say, 100 strands of wire to carry that ground path to ground, you only have 90 or 85 or 75. And now you have a ground circuit that is overloaded. You go to start that piece of equipment. I picked on Case IH because I know they had a problem. Or I had it on my new Holland tractor. <laughs> it happened a number of, uh, about 10 years ago. Everything was beautiful. Starting that morning, everything went to go into harvest. Tick, 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 tick. Right? So it, it, was, it was acting like a, a dead battery or a bad ground. All right, because it wasn't able to carry that load. So it is important for you to recognize that, and specifically on some sort of control circuit, whether it's an ECU controller for an engine, whether it's for an auto steer, whether it's for some sort of planter application, all right, you have some sort of controller. We spoke about the other day a PID loop, right? So you have this PID loop and you're controlling something that's very, very, very low voltage. So when you have a low voltage circuit, all right, the that's a low voltage supply the ground circuit is very very sensitive and if you lose a little have a little bit of resistance in that then you are going to have a problem so and if you don't believe me the next time you're in town buy a piece of stranded wire all right battery cable six inches of it a foot of it right and then peel it back on both ends and then what i want you to do is take your own meter all right and i want you to put it pull one wire off the strand that just separated put one end of the ohm meter on there and the other end on the opposite piece of the length of wire you will see it comes up zero resistance continuity the same thing is if you did not separate that strand and that is what happens is that you either get corrosion or you get dirt in there or it becomes loose so just sit pat during this break and when i come back we're going to finish up about how to check a ground circuit this is a dairy radio minute we have will babbler principal of atten babbler commodities llc who reviews the market driver trends and fundamentals during these very challenging times for the dairy industry There's dangerous things that you can do to shoot yourself in the foot when markets and margins and volatility are the way that they are. You know, more than a $7 decline in July milk futures prices from peak to trough here. And as we finished up around 1380, clearly not a price that is working for any producer, you know, really around the country. And of course, there's different classes and different PPDs and different manufacturing footprints and so forth. But in general, a very rough marketplace and, you know, class three market really taking a beating during that time. So, you know, this is one of the deepest declines that that we've had in recent years. And it's it's really tough, too, because if we think about it from a margin perspective, we're in a world of higher feed prices higher inflation, higher labor. From Kansas to Ohio, that's where you'll find Pivot Bio. From the Mississippi Delta and the Chesapeake, Nebraska and the hills of Tennessee, proving on thousands of fields across this great land. When you work the ground till the sun goes down, Pivot Bio's got a plan. Greener plants and a healthy land, use our predictable nitrogen. Wherever farmers grow, yeah, that's where we go. 
Landowners, are you looking to maximize the potential of your land? Farmers National Company are the trusted experts. With over 90 years of experience, Farmers National Company is the industry leader in farm and ranch management services and the complexities of land ownership, leasing, and sales. Visit our website at FarmersNational.com or call us at 1-800-555-FARM to speak with one of our experts. Farmers National Company, your partner in maximizing your assets potential. Trust the experts. Trust Farmers National Company. All righty, welcome back to the show. We're talking about ground circuits. If you have any questions on this, because obviously we go through it quickly, just reach out to me at Hot Rod Farm at FarmMachineReadDigest.com. All right, the most important thing that I need to get to you information before this show ends today is how to properly check a ground circuit. And you do not check a ground circuit with an ohmmeter. You check it with a voltmeter. You want to do what is called a voltage drop test. You want to read the electrons that are backed up like cows that can't get out of the barn. They don't, there's a small gate for them to get out of the barn. So there's a traffic jam of cows. All right. How do you do a voltage drop test? You take the positive end of the voltmeter. You put the voltmeter on the lowest scale and you take the positive end of the voltmeter and you put it on the ground to be checked. And then you put the negative end of the voltmeter on a good ground so how do i know it's a good ground well you have to just look and see the engine block the negative terminal of the battery what have you all right and you have to fish around and see what's a good ground and i know it sounds contradictory but i don't have the time to really go into it just go to a good ground and then what you need to do is power up that circuit that circuit has to be turned on so if you're checking the ground from a starter all right or the then you need to crank the engine because when it's not cranking nothing is happening there's nothing going on there so whatever the circuit is has to be powered up and you want less than two tenths 0.2 volts the ideal is to have as little voltage on the ground as possible so if you're going to check voltage to your planter to and you have you have electric meters there all right and you're checking that ground circuit you need to have less than two tenths of a volt on that ground and if somebody let's say you're putting some precision planting equipment or something like that on then you should ask them what is the maximum load that the ground circuit can see so it may be on a very sensitive piece of electronics it may be one tenth of a volt on the ground circuit all right so that's very very important the other thing you need to do is tactilely look at the grounds keep the grounds clean and just because the ground is clean that does not necessarily mean "Ah, i'm not going to do that voltage drop test you have to do that all right you have to keep the grounds clean and tight but your con your final confirmation is the voltage drop test and what you need to do is identify where all of the major ground circuits are on your piece of equipment now i'm not saying that you go rip the dashboard out if you don't have a problem but if you have a problem with some sort of electronics or something in the piece of equipment then you have to identify not only where the power source is but where the ground source is and you need to look at that ground and do a voltage drop test and keep in mind do not be fooled and think that the corrosion that corrosion over time specifically on the farm cannot get 
underneath that insulation, all right, that wire insulation from where the connection is, even though it's crimped nicely and sealed, that it cannot get underneath that insulation and create a high impedance ground. In that particular instance, what you would do is jump the ground, take like a jumper wire and go across and, and bypass that and see if that circuit functions. So I know there's a lot that we covered a lot here, but I just want to give you an idea that the ground circuits are so important on everything and they will get you into a lot of trouble if they are, if they are high impedance. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher in my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day and reach out if you have any questions. Take care. Bye-bye. Landowners, are you looking to maximize the potential of your land? Farmers National Company are the trusted experts. With over 90 years of experience, Farmers National Company is the industry leader in farm and ranch management services and the complexities of land ownership, leasing, and sales. Visit our website at FarmersNational.com or call us at 1-800-555-FARM to speak with one of our experts. Farmers National Company, your partner in maximizing your assets potential. Trust the experts. Trust Farmers National Company. A ProBox has enough seed to plant 125 acres of corn. Now, if you wanted to put 40 pounds of nitrogen on those acres, you'd need 1,200 gallons of anhydrous or 1,700 gallons of UAN or 5 tons of urea. But what if that amount of nitrogen was already on your seed? Pivot Bio is now putting nitrogen on seed. The first company to ever apply nitrogen on seed. The nitrogen you need now on seed from Pivot Bio. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Listen, farming is all about appreciating the simple things in life. So why make it complicated? I'm Rob Sharkey of Shark Farmer Radio, and I just want to cut down the confusion and delve deeper and deeper into the tangled controversies within the farming world. There is so much to learn from the great people of agriculture. So forget the nonsense and let's get back to the basics on Shark Farmer Radio, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM. The call is coming to Rural Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon. Join us on Rural Radio Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights at 11 Eastern. We'll dig deeper into the world of Western sports. Pro rodeo, cutting, raining, bull riding. The call with Steve Kenyon. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147. Hi, this is Bob Phillips, Texas Country Reporter. Thanks for listening to Rural Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 147.